Come on. How was the prayer time? Was it good? How many of you guys got rocked by a word from someone? You didn't expect it? All right, we'll work on everybody that didn't. I'll be praying for you guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I got a f- short message, and we're going uh, to have some fun. Um, all right, hey, um, let me pray real quick. Father, thanks for this morning, this afternoon, evening, whatever day of the week it is. Yeah, Father, we, uh, we ask for your presence just to continue to flow and move and, and have your being here, God. I pray that your, that your word would speak to us and your spirit would just fill our hearts and minds with you, God. Yeah, come on. Amen. Amen. Um, I was just thinking, I was thinking the Super Bowl's tomorrow, right? This is the first time we've ever done church and not had to, do, had to deal with a Super Bowl being the same day. I, I guess it works sometimes, doesn't it? Um, still getting used to the Saturday thing, but uh, our family really likes it because you can have all these adventures, and you're, if you're done by three, you're good. Um, open up to Acts 3, if you can. I'm going to read some scripture from there and a little bit in Romans 12, but uh, start with 3 if you want to follow along. Uh, I'm trying to go share the testimony now. Um, so. We had some funny, if you haven't noticed yet, we, when we do things like events, they're almost always uh, not just to give you something else to do, but it's to give you a way to um, uh, take part in the kingdom. And uh, the, the, the quickest way to grow and mature and be discipled is to begin to do the things that Jesus did. Am I right? Yeah. I love it. I think it was John Mark Comer that I, I, I read this. He says, uh, how, how can we expect to walk in the power and the anointing and the gifts of Jesus if we never walk the way Jesus walked, right? If, if we never walk the way the disciples walked with him doing the... Here he is again! Sorry. <laughs> Persecution! <laughs> Take joy! <laughs> Got him! All right. <laughs> I had to. He would have done it the whole time. <laughs> Hope there's nobody like, oh, poor fly. What did he do? My daughter loves animals. All right. Um, <laughs> this is the first for me. I like that, though. I feel powerful. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, so our, my heart as a pastor is really... Uh, uh, we heard Jessica and I had a word from the Lord years ago that we would have an activation ministry that needed a church attached to it. Um, and to me, this is, it, I, I've, I've been discipling people one-on-one, groups, all this stuff for, I don't know, maybe 10 years. And there's nothing more, uh, nothing more powerful and nothing will fast track you on the way to being Christ-like than begin doing the things that Jesus did. And that's, and that's what we did today. Stop praying for each other. Is, is how you begin to recognize, oh my gosh, God's in me. That was amazing. And so how many guys, after praying for somebody, you just, you feel a little bit better, right? Right? It's not the doing that gives you that strength. It's the operating of, of who you are. You're a Christian filled with God. And if you don't let him out, what good is it, right? All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to talk a little bit today about... Uh, in a sense, being activated by God. Like, what's it look like? What, what is this whole thing? And I, I, when I think about what I'm going to preach on, I like to try to pick out the things that cause us to stumble and things like that. Um, in in uh, 
One of the things I love about the healing ministry and praying for the sick and praying for stuff is that if, if, uh, that if God doesn't show up, you look like a fool. Right? I mean, you can, if, I were to, if I were to feed the poor, I can feed the poor. They can eat, and it would be, it'd be, it'd be great. But if I pray for someone to be healed and nothing happens, then I, you know, I, I'm like, well, what, what's going to happen? It didn't work, right? And so I love, I, I think everything we do should, should, it should require God in it, okay? That's why we're Christians. He, he's equipped us for the gift of the ministry. The Holy Spirit is equipping us for ministry. And so um, I, I was, we were at a, um, the... Uh, Jesus Burgers, I don't know if you know, we hand out easily over 100 burgers once a month to the skate park ministry. And um, this past uh, Monday, we did it. And I mean, it was two Mondays ago now, but it was so fun. And uh, we're down at Volcom Skate Park just handing out skate, um, hamburgers. And this time was a little bit different. Normally, we're just, we just we ask people, hey, can we pray for you? Or, hey, what's your name? Good to meet you. They always ask, how much are the hamburgers? We tell them they're free because Jesus is free and we love you. And so here's a hamburger. Uh, but this time, we, we started asking people, hey, these two 15-year-olds, two hey, do you have any shoulder pain? I thought I had a word of knowledge. I was feeling really spiritual. And, uh, and I, I said, does anybody have any shoulder pain here? And the two kids look at me, and they're like, no. I'm like, well, that's good. I'm glad. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'm going to go. I'm just going to keep helping Jimmy with the burgers over here. And as I'm doing this, then one of the kids says, but I've got back pain. And I was like, what, what, back pain? <laughs> And so I said, well, brother, let's get rid of that. And they go, okay. And so I said, well, I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to heal you. I had no idea it was about to happen, okay? Like, I've seen lots of stuff happen. I've seen not, I've, sometimes I see nothing happen. But every time I pray for somebody, I believe something's about to happen. All right? Everybody say it. Something's about to happen. Something's about to happen. Okay, so I, I just, we lay hands on his back, and we, we pray. And I said, all right, how does it feel? And he goes, well, it feels a little better, but I won't know until I do some tricks out there. And he had little scooters. He had the scooter thing, and he, and within, uh, within the next five minutes, we saw him out there doing just six-foot airs. I kid you, it was, it was six feet in the air. It was crazy. And, uh, and he came back down, and he came back and said there was no pain at all. <laughs> Completely healed. The other guy, I know, right? The other guy said, my knee heals, my knee hurts, actually. Could you pray for that? And I said, yeah, of course we can. So we pray for him. And I said, well, test it out. What couldn't you do? And, he's, and he jumps on it. And, um, and, and he says, well, and he goes, the pain's still there. I'm like, oh. Well, let's pray again. So I prayed again for it. And this time he jumped on it. And he says, I don't feel as much pain. I said, do it again. He jumped on it again. He says, still no pain. I said, do it again. And he jumped on it again. And we're like, yes, Jesus. Completely healed. So much so, you guys, that about an hour, maybe it was a half hour later, some guy came to find us and said, hey, are you guys doing ministry here? We're like, yeah, why? He says, Man, I've been praying that we, someone would be doing ministry at the skate park. And I was just up on there with my son, because he's, he's about my age. And, and, and some kid next to us about to drop in was, started telling all the kids around him that his knee was just healed by these guys over there. I love it. Listen, if, if God doesn't show up, none of that happens. This is really cool. I'll tell one more. And then, and then I'll, I'll get back to the word here. So... Um, uh, Rebecca Tejada, I don't know if she's here or not, but she's just, she's like an MVP on these nights because she is like, I don't know how she does it. She literally just draws, she's like shouting at people. She knows all their names now. I don't know how. Anyway, so she's chatting with his mom and her, and her son who's like six foot. I was like 15, 16 years old. And, and, and I didn't know this. They were having this conversation. I found out later. But apparently she's 
the mom's talking about her son, and, you know, he's like, oh, my son, he doesn't believe in Jesus. And, and Rebecca goes, why not? And what, what would make him? And he, she goes, only, only if he sees a miracle will he believe in Jesus. And, I'm, and, and so I didn't know this, but I'm over here, again, with the burgers. Mine, I'm just, just serving. And, and uh, Rebecca goes, Jesse, he's got a hurt shoulder. Later, I realized my word of knowledge was correct, all right? It was just, it was just early. Um, and, so, uh, and so I went over, and I said, cool, man, your hurt shoulder hurts? Like, yeah. He's like, but I don't really believe in this stuff. I'm like, that's okay. He believes in you. And so I said, do you want to keep the pain, or do you want it to go away? And he looks at me and goes, well, I want it to go away. I'm like, that's awesome. Let's do that. And so just quickly, I just lay hand on his shoulder. And if some of you guys are wondering what I said to make this happen, I know you are, because that's what I do sometimes. And so I, and, but I'll, I'll tell you what I said. I said, in Jesus' name, all pain go, be healed. That's all I said. Okay? It wasn't some special incantation that I learned at some school or conference. It was just be healed in Jesus' name. And I said, try it out. What's different? And he goes, holy F the what the is the this that. And he just starts cussing up a storm. But he, he, he testified completely healed. Completely healed. And, amen. Amen. I was just... I was just I was as excited as he was, to be honest. Um, but listen, he, he had to make a decision then, didn't he? He had to make a decision. Was he going to hold on to this idea that I'm not going to follow God? And, but now he knows God's real. And so, but what I love about the healing ministry is that it, there's, there's very little doubt that if God doesn't show up, it's not going to work. Right? I think sometimes we get, we get this idea that... The, like the method, the form, the structure of how we minister, how we go about, how we evangelize, how we talk to people, th that, that if we do it just right, something's going to happen. And I, and I felt the Lord was just saying, it says, Jesse, I can move through any structure you want. I can move through any form. Through If you invite to your house or you go to their house, you do church this way, you do church that way. It's not the form or function of how we do church every Saturday or Sunday. It doesn't matter what day we do it on, does it? It has everything to do, are we doing it with him according to what he says? Are we doing it with his voice in our heart? Are we doing it with faith? Are we doing it with his spirit? I love this. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Acts 3. This is healing of the lame beggar um, in Acts 3. And, and, and Peter and John literally are just, they're just getting off of this incredible outpouring, right? They, they, uh, the Holy Spirit comes on them in the upper room in chapter 2. Chapter uh, at the end of chapter 2, the, the 3,000 people get saved that day because these people that were in a great prayer meeting decided it wasn't okay to keep Jesus inside of a prayer meeting. They had to get it outside. Amen. And so because... Are you super... I'm just kidding. I'm not superstitious. Okay. And so... Uh, and so Jesus, so they, they took, so Peter and John had, had just came from this beautiful outpouring of God showing up. And, and they could think that we've got everything now. Let's go, let's go be amazing Christians and, and, and build ourselves up. No, but it says this. It says, it says they walk, it says when, uh, verse 3, when he saw up in this, that, so they, they go to this gate called Beautiful. And a man who had been lame from his mother's womb uh, was being carried along, whom he, they used to set down every day at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful in order to beg alms of those who were entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go to the temple, he began asking to receive alms. Hey, give us something. And Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. And then in the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, walk. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up. I love that he grabbed him. That's just fun. 
And immediately his feet and ankles were strengthened. With a leap, he stood upright and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. I love that. Literally, Peter and John, they're saying, listen, listen, we've got nothing. All I've got, all I got is what's inside. All I got is Jesus for you. But what I do have, what I, what I just received, either the day before or that day, whatever the timeline is on this one, what I received from the Holy Spirit, I'm now going to give to you. Get up and walk. And it was a very simple prayer. It wasn't anything special. Verse 11, while he was clinging to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them at the so-called portico of Solomon, full of amazement. But when, Pe- and when Peter saw this, he replied to the people, men of Israel, why are you amazed at this? Or why do you gaze at us? As if by our own power or piety, we made him walk. And the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, has glorified his servant Jesus, the one whom you delivered and disowned in the, in the presence of Pilate when he had decided to release him. But you disowned the holy and righteous one and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. It's interesting. Peter is literally cl- telling them that they disowned to betray Jesus when he's the one that did it first. But isn't it cool, the redemption here? Is that Peter almost doesn't remember his past and all he knows is what lies ahead. I think that was really fun. Verse 16, I'll skip there. And on the basis of faith in his name it is, the name of Jesus which has strengthened this man whom you see and know and the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect health in the presence of all of you. Here's what I love. I love that this is, this is Peter and John just saying, listen, this is not our doing. Everything we do, everything that happens through our hands is just because of Jesus. I love the, um, I'm going to kind of, yeah, I need to shorten this time a little bit. Um, I'll just read it. Romans 12, 3, it says, For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to one of sound judgment, as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. And lately I've been, I've been captured with this idea of this whole thing of, being a Christian, of ministering, of living out a powerful life has very little to do with you. Why is that a good thing? It's a good thing because all the pressure that you put on yourself to be successful in your job, to, uh, I, I don't know, to, to live out this great commission of going and ministering Jesus to your friends, to your coworkers, it has so little to do with you and what you bring to the table. It has so little that he decided it was okay to kill you and fill you with him. See, he had you before. What he wanted was the new you that was fully him in you. And I don't know about you, but I, 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 I had plenty of time trying to figure out when I was praying for people, what's the perfect prayer that's going to make this work? You guys ever, you guys ever been there? <laughs> What's the perfect prophetic word that's going to just really make them feel Jesus is real, right? What's the, what, what do I have to say? What's the word of knowledge? What's this? And in the end, you know, you know what I really realized? It's my faith that God is so good that whatever comes out of my mouth is going to impact that person for eternity. And so I've tried a whole lot of different ways to talk to people about Jesus. I don't know about you. Um, and and I, I'll be honest, they, they all work. It's not what you say. It's the faith behind it. It's your confidence that what's about to happen is about to be really beautiful. 
And I could tell you stories about just telling people Jesus loves you. But if I say it in such a way that I can feel God's love and his presence going into them, then I know something happened, whether I see it or not. Does that make sense? But if you never try it out, if you never practice this place of love, loving people, if you never take a risk, you're never going to recognize how powerful this Jesus is in you. He's not in you for you. He's in you for somebody else. You're not blessed to puff you up so you walk around with nice shoes on or something. Or a nice necklace or earrings or whatever it is. You're not not blessed so that you can put on airs. You're blessed so that you can give that stuff away. But when we give it away, I I want to encourage you guys, give it away with faith. Give it away knowing that you know something's about to happen. Say this with me. Something's about to happen. happen. Say, he filled me me for you. you. (laughs) I just want to encourage you today as we're about to close this. I told you it's going to be short. There's there's a power that's inside of you. That, yes, it's, it's in you so that you're not depressed. It's in you so that you're full of joy. It's in you so that, you, that you're excited to be alive today. But the end of this is not so that you're happy and you're joyful. The end of this is that so you pour out on the person next to you. So the kingdom of heaven advances because you're so dang excited that Jesus is in you. You can't freaking hold this stuff in. I can't say freaking. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> I think I got a Yelp review on that one time. I'm serious. Uh, I'm going to end with this. I was going to do the praying for things at the end, but I decided I felt the Lord was saying, let's do it first. And so I did that. But what I wanted to say is this. Like, if you only knew how much gold there was in the person around you, you'd want to get to know them. If you only knew, even in this room, how much just sheer just riches are in you, and you, and you, and you. You'd be like, I want to know about those riches. We used to do things called treasure hunts, right? And the whole idea was that you ask God for words to go find the treasure in people because we're his treasure. And um, I was realizing, I was, I was just doing some research, and it said in the California gold rush in 1848 was the largest mass migration in U.S. history. And I thought, that's really interesting. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had a gold rush right here in 2022, that people were so excited to find the gold and the people around them that there was a mass migration to pray for people. And you'd be so excited to find out the gold in your neighbor that you crossed that chicken line of risk and you actually knocked on their door or your, or your coworker or your friend or whatever. So I just, want, I just want to encourage us today that there is something so powerful inside of us. And I love, and Peter, and Peter and John, they modeled it for us. I've got nothing but Jesus in me. Are you ready? And then they just prayed for him, and they yanked that guy up. They didn't wait to see whether the level was a, a 10 or 5, down to 1. He just went for it. I want to encourage you guys today just to go for it. Can we do that? Just go for it. And here's the other thing, too. Next Saturday, 
we're probably not going to break up into groups and pray for each other again. But can I ask you guys that when someone new comes in here, you recognize you don't know that person and you just go over and say, hey, I've never met you before. What's your name? Can I pray for you? Can we do that? That wasn't rhetorical. Can we do that? Yes. Listen, otherwise, it's just going to get real boring in here. But when you guys begin to just see the people and you, you just, you're wondering what kind of gold is in this person and you go for it. Man, that's just, this place is just going to explode with God's presence. Because you're his presence. And we just got to let it out. All right? Amen? All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to pray for us. Father, put your hand on your heart. Oh, man, and I'm just really blessed by what Micah shared this morning, or the earlier. Dang it. <laughs> Father, I thank you, Lord, that everything, everything comes from our hearts, God. Would you make our hearts wealthy, God? Would you make our hearts wealthy? And it's first John, may your soul prosper. May you prosper even as your soul prospers. So may our souls prosper, God, so that it would be easy to pour out on the people around us. That it would be it would almost be automatic just to see people and know that you have this beautiful word for them. I pray you just make us, make us rivers, God, and not lakes. Rivers that, that flow instead of lakes that are trapped up, God. We love you, God. Amen.